Hi, and welcome to the Cybex Hot Mom Walk podcast. Cybex started this series as a recent study found 80% of women at three months postpartum say they feel more alone than ever. Designed to help mitigate feeling isolated, the Cybex Hot Mom Walk podcast series aims to help moms across North America cope with the feeling of isolation and the huge identity shift. Hi, I'm Christina Crevero, Toronto-based lifestyle expert and TV expert on breakfast television. I have an almost four-year-old daughter who I adore and love with all my heart, and she literally is the best thing to have happened to us. She's a blessing and a gift. I can't believe that she's almost four years old. Time flies. When I found it that we were expecting, it was a complete shock. We were super happy, but also super nervous for what's to come. I had a really amazing pregnancy. I worked at my full-time job as a home stager, and I was doing my television segments, my personal styling, and everything else on the side. So I was constantly on the move right up until I delivered. I remember the first few weeks when I became pregnant, I started to become a little bit overwhelmed because no one knew that I was pregnant other than my close family. Um, basically I was trying to hide everything, but my jeans were starting to become super tight and we were entering a warm spring. So I couldn't hide anymore under, um, big sweaters. So what I did is I opted for oversized blazers and leggings and then biker shorts until we finally did her announcement. For some reason, I never had bad acne in my whole life, but the first three weeks of my pregnancy, my skin was terrible. I don't know why, I guess hormone change, everything like that, but it was so bad. Thankfully, it changed um, into this amazing glow, so that was amazing, Um, but I just remember the first three weeks were brutal. So I really embraced my growing bump. I dressed it up. I had fun with it. I just wasn't ever sure if I was going to have a second baby, so I really wanted to go through all the feels with this pregnancy. Um, My cravings were probably one of the strangest ones um, I've ever heard. I was craving lemon water and then just like plain lemon slices and sucking on them, broccoli with vinegar and olive oil, which to this day I still love. And then chickpeas, um, again with vinegar and olive oil, which I still love, sour gummies. So anything really acidic um, and sour was kind of like my go-to, which I think is so, so strange. But anyway, it is what it is. So like I said, my pregnancy was amazing. I was constantly on my feet, but towards the end, it did take a bit of a weird turn. At about 34 weeks, we found out that Aria was in a Frank's breach position, and my OB basically told me the chances are she's not going to flip into the proper position, so let's just schedule you for a C-section, and it is what it is. I didn't really like hearing that the C-section was my only option. I was really hoping to have a natural birth, but if that was the way that we needed to go, that was the way we needed to go. But again, I didn't like hearing that. So I did my own research and I found out about acupuncture for pregnancy. Um, I spoke to my family doctor and my good friend who actually has her master's in Chinese medicine and both my family doctor and my friend told me that acupuncture for pregnancy does not harm the baby and that I should try it. And if she happens to flip with it, then that's great. And if not, then it's meant to be. So I found a Chinese medicine doctor near Toronto 
who had a very high success rate at flipping breached babies. And actually, um, another friend of mine went to him um, for her breached baby and it worked. So I figured, let's give this a try. The rule was I needed to do a week of acupuncture treatment and hopefully if there was still enough room, she should flip. At around day five, I just remember I was relaxing, watching TV, probably Real Housewives or something, when my belly looked like a fish was inside swimming around constantly. And I just remember thinking, what is happening? Oh no, did something terrible happen? I'm not quite sure. And I did two more days of acupuncture sessions. And then I asked my OB for another ultrasound. I think he was a little confused as to why I was asking for another one because I never told him that I was doing um, this uh, treatment. Um, But he gave me the referral for another ultrasound. And the best news was is that she flipped and she was in proper position. So we canceled our C-section. I know that my OB was in complete shock, like thinking, how is this possible? But I didn't ever tell him what I did until afterwards, and um, and he was fine with that. So a few more weeks passed, and her actual scheduled due date came and went, and we kept waiting. I would say probably around day six after, like, Day, like days, uh, six days had passed um, my scheduled due date and we went to our last OB appointment and um, Tiago actually came with me this one and I just was thinking all right we're just gonna go in I guess find out when I'm gonna be induced and then we can go back home so I hadn't really packed um, a hospital bag yet I was a bit of a procrastinator um, I guess I just wasn't thinking that the end was coming, even though I knew it was coming. So I was just not prepared. And this is at the appointment where things really kind of took a bad, bad turn. I just even remember that my going to the hospital outfit was horrendous. I think I just kind of like rolled out of bed and was like, let's just put this outfit on. I'm coming back in about an hour anyway. So no big deal. Anyway, (laughs) we found out that within five days I had developed preeclampsia, I had never heard of this term before. No one ever talked to me about this um, or had ever talked about it, period. So I was really confused. All I knew was that my blood pressure, I believe, was about 165 over 118. And I was being told to go straight to the maternity ward at the hospital. I even remember asking my OB if it was okay if I could go home and pack my bag and then go to the maternity ward because I Like I said, I had never heard of this. I didn't realize how serious this was. I just kind of thought I've got time, but I guess I didn't have time and I was told to go straight to the hospital. Um, So off I went, not really understanding what was going on. And they rushed me in right away, hooked me up and began medication. And um, they tried very hard to induce me. So 24 hours passed and the nurses basically said I was like a Costco avocado and nothing was happening today for me. So basically just go and get some rest and that a nurse would come and wake me up every 30 minutes to check my blood pressure. Again, no explanation on what was actually happening to me, but I guess they didn't want me to panic or feel more stressed. I don't know. I didn't feel stressed. I just, I had, again, had no idea what was going on. I just remember um, the morning of November 6th comes and um, I ordered my breakfast thinking I'm just going to be able to eat this. And as it arrives, they told me they're going to try induce, to induce me again. 
And um, I would sit there for a little bit. And if nothing happened, then I would come back, back into my room and I could eat my breakfast. Well, it worked. I literally was dilating and dilating super quickly. My contractions were coming very constantly. And less than 24 hours later, Aria was born. Um, Let's not forget, she flipped two more times before delivery, but I still delivered her naturally. And yeah, I mean, delivery again didn't seem so bad. I had an epidural and I was chewing on ice chips and eating freezies. I was hungry, but freezies was all that I could have. And I was in the most um, comfortable position that I could be in. And that was it. Um, So right after delivery, um, nurses come into the room and they try and show you how to breastfeed, what to do, how to hold her. This was just a lot of information. There was a lot of hands and it was just a lot, especially after delivery. Maybe I didn't pay attention to all the information and the way I should hold her, but for some reason, I just couldn't get Aria to latch for breastfeeding. Um, I was remember being discharged from the hospital and I got home and I remember trying really hard to breastfeed her again. She wasn't eating. Um, nothing was happening. So we ended up going back to emergency. And I just remember that one of the first nurse, nurses that came into my room after um, delivery just said, breast is best. And that's what stuck with me in my head. And I just remember being in emergency that same day after delivery, just a few hours later, and the nurses there were basically telling me that I had to give her formula. And I was arguing because the nurse upstairs in the maternity ward was telling me that breast is best. So I was just very confused. Again, I was think I was so overwhelmed that I started thinking that I was a bad mom. Um, you know, I was really frustrated that Aria couldn't um, latch. Uh, so we gave her the formula in order to be discharged from emergency. And that nurse told me to go home and try pumping if I had a machine. So I started pumping and I was pumping like a milking cow. I did my first few doctor checkups and I had a lot because of my preeclampsia. So um, I would have an appointment, then Aria would have an appointment, and then we would have an appointment together. And I kept mentioning that I was having a really difficult time with the breastfeeding and no one mentioned to me that there could be another more common issue as to why my daughter wasn't latching properly. I just started to feel um, really defeated. I didn't know who to turn to. I know I was turning to my mom and she was telling me that she had issues as well and that it's, you know, okay to, to give formula. You know, I think I was just also stressed. My body was a hot mess. And while I loved my growing bump, I didn't like what was left after pregnancy. I know I was wearing a belly band to help kind of put everything back together. And I think it was just so stressful because I couldn't get my daughter to feed other than a bottle. And I was pumping and it was just a lot that was going on. And I kept going back to the first nurse that told me breast is best. And while my mom and my other mom friends kept telling me that fed is best, I refused to listen to that because of the nurse uh, telling me basically something else. Um, I kept Googling and there was a lot of information 
An article said that this is the only way that you can bond with your baby is if you breastfeed. And I was looking on Instagram and seeing all these other new moms that were breastfeeding and how they were, um, you know, getting very close and comforting their baby when they were upset. And I just kind of, I think, was spiraling and giving myself a bigger hole. So I found out that hospitals offer um, like a breastfeeding clinic that's free. So I spent, I think, eight to 10 weeks going to a breastfeeding clinic and the nurses were showing me, um, you know, again, how to hold her properly. And I would spend about an hour, hour and a half in the clinic. And while it was all working while I was there, it wasn't working when I got home. And so again, I couldn't figure out what was happening. And so one of the last times I had gone to the breastfeeding clinic, um, I had a different nurse and she asked me if anyone had ever checked my daughter for tongue tie. Tongue tie? Like, what's that? Well, for those who don't know, it can cause problems in kids when they're older. It's very common and it's the main reason as to why I can't breastfeed. I'm not sure the scientific reasoning behind it. It's just what I was told. So this nurse was kind enough to recommend a few specialists in the area. And I ended up seeing one who confirmed that my daughter was not only tongue tied, but she was lip tied. Good news is, is that there is a quick surgery. Um, Bad news is, is that you sit there and hold your baby while um, they perform the surgery. And that is extremely painful to watch. But I'm just glad that Aria was so young that she won't remember that surgery. So after the surgery, there's a little bit of aftercare that needs to be done um, for the next few weeks. Um, But let me tell you, it made all the difference. She ended up latching properly. But because like basically 10 weeks had passed. My husband and I had just gotten to this really great routine of like pumping and then we would split the feeding. And so I would turn to the breastfeeding only if Aria was a bit upset or needed some comforting. Um, But other than that, we were just really comfortable with this routine that we had built up between the pumping and um, the bottle feeding and then throwing in some formula in there as well. And I actually ended up buying like a formula machine, which was like a one press button. It was so easy. Um, So while we did all the surgery, I'm thankful for later on in life. I just wish that this was kind of brought up that this could be an issue and that there are specialists out there because I feel that If this nurse hadn't kind of suggested that, then we might be in a different situation now. But there there is something called tongue tie and lip tie, which can affect latching. Anyway, so this was probably one of the hardest moments that I did have to go through with a a newborn. And there was no book, no lesson, and not one person that really could have related to me in that in that way, because like I said, everyone else that I knew that was a mom was either breastfeeding or just had turned to formula. Um, so this whole tongue tie thing is kind of like a new term that was thrown out there, but you know, I, I wish that there was proper advice given from the beginning or just say that this could be an issue. 
In fact, I actually kind of love how my mom and my mom friends didn't really give me a ton of advice or tell me how to do things. They were there for encouragement, there when I had questions, and they were there when I needed support. And as a new mom, um, two new moms, I am here for support and encouragement and to answer questions. Um, I try to remind myself you know, not to give advice to the new moms um, because maybe that is it something that might have worked for me isn't going to work for them. But just to be there for encouragement, the only best advice that I could ever give anyone is your body needs time to heal. It does heal and it does somewhat go back, but don't ever be afraid or ashamed of it. Um, you should be proud of it. You should embrace it. I do have to constantly remind myself that even to this day, um, your body does change. I'm not going to lie about that, but you do have to look back at your beautiful creation and tell yourself that your body built that perfect little human. So I think if there was any advice, that would be uh, my advice to, to give anyone. And the other advice to everyone out there is don't ask if there's going to be a second one. Just wait to see if there is. And if there isn't, it's okay. Um, you know, we love our little family of three. Um, my husband and I are happy with that. And uh, it works for us right now. But you never know. But, you know, right now we're we're good with, with, with the little bit of three that we have. Um, anyway... So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Cybex Hot Mom Walk podcast series. Follow the Cybex Spotify channel for more updates and for new episodes.